1966, Muhammad Aziz was convicted of killing Malcolm X the previous year. Aziz spent decades in prison. He was exonerated 55 years later in 2021 after new evidence came out showing that the FBI had gone to extraordinary lengths to conceal the role of the real killer. Aziz's lawsuit seeks not only monetary damages, but also seeks to expose once and for all what the government's role was in killing one of the most important black leaders of the 20th century. Earlier today, we spoke with the Indies criminal justice correspondent, Ted Ham, who recently wrote an article titled, titled Man Falsely Convicted of Mal- Malcolm X's Murder Files Groundbreaking Lawsuit to Expose FBI's COINTELPRO Abuses. Ted, uh, for starters, uh, can you tell us who Muhammad Aziz is, his ties to the Malcolm X case, and how he came to be wrongfully incarcerated for many decades? Sure. Um, Aziz was a member of the Nation of Islam Harlem uh, Mosque. And in 1965, February of 1965, uh, Malcolm X was assassinated, and um, then um, Aziz was uh, implicated, um, even though he apparently was home at, 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 in the Bronx at the time of the Sunday afternoon murder. Uh, so um, he and two others went to trial. Talmadge Hare um is the, the, the person who admitted at trial to killing, being one of the shooters, at least, of Malcolm X. Uh, and he exonerated, he uh, said that the other two who were on trial with him were innocent of the, uh, the, the, the murder, but that went nowhere. They were, they were using a, um, a conspiracy charge to say they were acting in concert uh, to participate in the murder. So it ended up that the, uh, one of the real killers uh, was set, was convicted along with two people who were then exonerated, ultimately. And Ted, tell us about the $40 million lawsuit that Aziz and his lawyer recently filed and what they're hoping to accomplish with it. Sure. So the lawsuit is aimed at, uh, obviously, um, compensation for the uh, two decades in prison, that uh, Aziz spent uh, along with um, the other recently exonerated figure uh, who's uh, now deceased, Khalil Islam. Um, but they um, are asking for damages, um, you know, based on the fact that that many years of in prison plus uh, the reputation of being the murderer after getting out and killing one of the most uh, revered figures of the late. 20th century um, and so forth that, you know, that obviously uh, uh, took its toll on what what Aziz could do coming out of prison. But that's uh, one part of the lawsuit. But then the other part is, is analyzing what it calls the pattern and practice of Pro, the FBI's program of infiltrating radical groups, not exclusively black radical groups in the 1960s, but certainly one, that, that was one of their main targets. And the, it's ra- the lawsuit is raising serious questions about the FBI's role in uh, Malcolm X's assassination. Right, right. And, uh, can you talk about uh, the inf- how information 
uh, in this case came to light uh, in the past decade that forced then Manhattan DA uh, Cyrus Vance Jr. Uh, to overturn uh, Aziz's conviction. And also, like you talk about uh, a man named uh, William Bradley, who uh, many people think was one of the uh, assassins and, and why the FBI went to such great length uh, to conceal uh, his identity and his role uh, in these events to the point that Aziz essentially was one of the people who had to take the fall instead. Right. Let me do that in reverse order uh, because the, those things connect, uh, obviously, that uh, Bradley was one of five members of the Newark Mosque of the Nation of Islam who uh, were implicated in the murder. Three as gunmen, including Bradley, the lead gunman with a, a shotgun, um, and uh, two others, including Tom Chair. Uh, the guy that I mentioned who went to trial and was convicted. Um, but then there were two more who set off a commotion in the ballroom that day um, that helped to create the chaos that allowed for the murder to take place. Uh, so Bradley um, then went free, um, wasn't implicated at the time, and uh, subsequently he um, and the FBI went out of their way to prevent Bradley's name from surfacing at the time of the the murder was in 1965, the trial was in 1966. They were preventing any witness statements that implicated Bradley from reaching the Manhattan DA prosecutors handling the case. Um, so they were basically protecting Bradley. He had been on the radar for a few years prior at least. And then um, a few years later, he participated in an armed bank robbery in Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, his accomplice got t- 25 years, but Bradley went free after the Department of Justice intervened. So there was uh, <laughs> the obvious implication that he was working with the FBI. Um, and so now, now that sort of um, that his role was on the back burner until a researcher, independent researcher named Abdur Rahman Mohammed. Uh, he's a guy who lives in D.C. for a long time, was a tour tour bus tour guide, uh, a tour bus driver. Um, he is portrayed in the uh, documentary "Who Killed Malcolm X," uh, the twenty twenty uh, Netflix series. And he really um, is the one who helped advance this um, narrative that it, that Bradley was, in fact, working for uh, the FBI, right? So um, in, once that that series came out, that is what sparked uh, Cy Vance, who was the Manhattan DA at the time, uh, to open an investigation uh, along with um, Aziz's lawyer, David Channings. Right. And and just for people who, who may not have as much familiarity with the, the Malcolm X uh, assassination, can you talk, talk a little bit about uh, why uh, uh, both uh, uh, folks or some of the people around the nation of Islam uh, had it in uh, for Malcolm X, as well as uh, obviously uh, the government? Uh, but uh, I mean, Malcolm X was a, uh, a leading figure in the nation of Islam, a top lieutenant to uh, the founder of the group, Elijah Muhammad. Um, but he had a falling out, right? And he kind of became a, a marked man. Sure. And uh, he had, Malcolm X had um, been accused by 
Elijah Muhammad of betrayal, because, not just for breaking from, with him, but also for helping reveal uh, Elijah Muhammad's uh, children that he had fathered out of wedlock uh, and so forth. So he was creating significant um, embarrassment for for, Net, uh, for Elijah Muhammad and so forth. So it was always rumored that uh, you know Elijah Muhammad and the Nation of Islam played a role in the assassination. And and, and as I said, the five. Uh, people involved in the killing were from the, the Newark mosque. So, you know, yet, yes, it seems that they are interwoven. You know, that there's the role of the NYPD. Uh, that's, uh, their participation in, um, at the time of the assassination. Uh, and then there's the FBI. So, um, there's a lot of different players in this, but what this lawsuit is doing is putting the focus on the FBI. So it's, it's sort of following the lead for, of Abdul Rahman Muhammad and what he was saying, uh, that William Bradley was likely working as an informant for them. Uh, and now they're, this, this lawsuit is pursuing that and we'll, we'll see how far it gets. And why, Ted, was the government so interested in Malcolm X? And why did they go to such a great length to conceal the identity of his actual killers? Whatever. Uh, he didn't like black radicals of any kind. Um, and they, you know, perhaps their it, it, relationships with, uh, Nation of Islam. I don't know. You know, that, that all needs to be, it needs to be more light shed on that. Um, but he certainly was going out of his way, J. Edgar Hoover was, to, uh, prevent any inquiry or knowledge, uh, of what role that William Bradley was playing. So, uh, you know, they, they were trying to snuff out radicals. Malcolm X was obviously such a dynamic, charismatic figure who was now, um, preaching, uh, a form of peace, right? I mean, he was now the, the transformed Malcolm X figurehead, um, that potentially could even be more, uh, gal- galvanizing for the black population and, and stir- certainly, you know, addressing poverty and, Harlem and elsewhere uh, just was a threat to the status quo. Right. He had sort of broken with sort of the narrow uh, uh, confines of the nation of Islam and was uh, looking to reach a, a broader audience. Um, and, and Ted, uh, last of all, uh, where do you think things uh, might go from here with this, uh, this lawsuit and its attempts to expose uh, what happened over 50 years ago? It's, you know, it's difficult to say that the, the, obviously the government and uh, now it's the Biden administration. This will tra- probably drag on and we don't know what the, which who's taking over in the next election. Uh, but, um, you know, the lawyers can st- just try to stretch it out and, and prevent the discovery or, or limit the discovery so that not much of the FBI's role is called into question. That's the real challenge of the lawsuit is saying, you know, let's look at Quintel Pro. Let's look at the FBI, uh, shine the light and put them under the microscope. And obviously that's not in, um, the long term. Bureaucrats don't see it that way. That's, they don't, they don't like to shed light on things, but you know, it's possible to be kind of, it sort of depends on who the judge is and, uh, some other variables. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for now, but, uh, independence, Ted Ham. Uh, recently wrote uh, 
The article titled Man Falsely Convicted of Malcolm X's Murder Files Groundbreaking Lawsuit to Expose FBI's COINTELPRO Abuses on Independent.org. Ted, thanks once again for joining us on the show. Thanks, Thanks, Ted. Take care.